Welcome to Timeless Truth with Pastor Jim Thomas, a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. For the next couple of weeks, we'll be featuring a few of our favorite previous episodes of the podcast. In October, we'll begin a new book study on the Gospel of Mark. Also, as you're considering your plans for next year, TBC will be embarking on a Journeys of Paul tour, July 7th through 16, 2024. We'll step into history and walk where the Apostle Paul journeyed as we visit Philippi, Athens, Corinth, Ephesus, and many other locations. This tour will bring the scriptures to life with meaningful worship services and Bible studies with Pastor Jim. You can learn more at thevillagechapel.com tour. Now, here's today's study. Hey folks, Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. And alongside me today is a good friend and Pastor David Cassidy, who for quite some time was a pastor here in Nashville at Christ Community Church. How many, how many years there, David? Uh, just a little over seven years. And then uh, seven years. Now you're down at Spanish River in Boca Raton, right? Yeah, Spanish River Church in Boca Raton, Florida. Got here. All right, so so I got to have you tell at least the short version of the story of when you came to Christ Community and you came for your interview and you you walked out into the parking lot and what happened? Yeah, <laughs> to I tell got, the people. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I got crushed between two cars. I was standing there talking to the great Diana Batarsa who was <laughs> serving there at Christ Community and talking yeah. to her. She was sitting in her car and a student who was at the school that was hosted by the church at, at, the, at that time, put his car into reverse and in great haste backed up, crushed me between his car and Diana's car. And um, so that was my introduction, but uh, you felt, you felt very welcome and still, tr- you, you still came, you still answered the call. That's good. <laughs> there were people in Texas that said, don't go. They're trying to kill you. And you're not even in the building yet. And, uh, but of course that church is just one of the, that's a congregation of some of those wonderful oh. kind people you could ever meet. And there is uh, that. And, and Franklin is still home for us. I I'm back and forth between Franklin oh. and here. Our, our daughter, our youngest daughter, Anna finishes up her senior year. Wow. high school there in Franklin. And uh, so I kind of go back and forth each week until she's done and then we'll make the move. But I love serving wow. in the community. And, and I want to thank you and Kim. You were the first pastor in Nashville when I got there who reached out to me and said, Hey, let's meet. for oh. And wow. uh, so yeah, our friendship, you know, we're part of that gospel posse with Scotty <laughs> and <laughs> and Scott Falls and Ray Orland, we get we get uh, those great prayers every week from Scott. Every Sunday, he's so encouraging, isn't he? Yeah, and so this um, community that we have of really rich fellowship is such a joy to me. And it's so yeah. encouraging. Yeah, and uh, the only thing that has bothered me a little bit, David, is you know you you you're you're such a gifted Renaissance man. You you you've written books. <laughs> Yeah. You you're you're a wonderful theologian, a pastor theologian. That's really wonderful. You're you're artful as all get out in so many ways. And on top of it all, you are an incredible baker. Yeah, I'd like to cook. When yeah. you when you post your desserts, I have to say, brother, it is almost more temptation than I possibly could ever resist. I'm just glad we aren't in close proximity because. <laughs> well, we would have fun with those desserts. And- <laughs> Yeah, they led well, to some good friendship. So, yeah, yeah Beth Moore and I sure. trading bread recipes, you know, on Twitter. Yeah. 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 
Well, yeah. so, now, so now Boca Raton, tell us about Spanish River Church there. Uh, Spanish River Church, a um, little over 50 years old, is a congregation which has partnered with others to plant over 500 churches Wow! Uh, across the world, not just in the United States, 37 different countries. And we're, um, mm. we're looking to God to help us plant another 500 in the next 10 years, That's regionally beautiful. across the U.S. and in many other nations as well. So mm. uh, we're committed to that and also, of course, bringing the gospel to our own city in every generation. So yeah. that's, that's, I mean, in many ways, every church is trying to do exactly that. Uh, this church has been really committed to that particular mission strategy of church mm. planting. Wow. And I was asked to um, come down and lead the church forward into the next phase of its uh, next phase of its mission. It counted a great, great privilege to do so. Wow. I was founded so... by David Nicholas, who was a great pioneer wow. leader and led the last decade by Tommy Kiedis. Tommy is... Wow. The pastor, or not pastor, sorry, the president of uh, Capital uh, Bible College, or Lancaster Bible oh. College in Capital Okay. Uh-huh. Doing great, great work there. So, um, uh, Okay, so this maybe- is a really weird, weird trivia thing I'm going to give you. Okay. I actually went to Capital Bible Seminary for half a minute. There you go. Years and years and years ago, I used to live in the D.C. area, and I, oh. I went there, I think I took... Uh, pneumatology and Old Testament history or something. I can't remember. It's been so long. It's all back in the back, but that's amazing. What a small world this is, huh? Well, Tommy's work in Lancaster and in other places, all the work he's done is really extraordinary. And uh-huh. uh, this, this church is a, um, a a church which has served this city and this area well, and I, I yeah. hope we can continue to do so. That's so good. Well, we uh, generally love to talk about one of, uh, whenever we have somebody on, we love to talk about their one of their favorite Psalms. And I know it's hard to, to narrow it down to one, but uh, I think you've chosen Psalm 2 for us today, I right? Did. I, I did. Wonderful. I chose Psalm 2. And we, that's one of the, and I chose that because you, you were saying, hey, what's one of the Psalms that just means the most to you? And I, this is one of the very first ones that grabbed hold of me as a young person. Yeah, uh, it was in, my, and it has so much to do with what I'm engaged in. Why Tony and I said yes to coming here. We yeah. met um, in the UK. We met in we met in Britain, and we were on a summer mission trip as teenagers. And really, what happened was in my teen years, Psalm two got a hold of my heart, where uh-huh. we hear. Um, this, I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. Mm. He said to me, you are my son. Today I've begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the mm. earth as your possession. So this wow. remarkable word of the father to the son, we can get into that a little bit, where he says, you know, just ask me for the whole world. Ask me for the <laughs> nations. I'll give that to you. as your The nations are your inheritance. Mm. And that just grabbed hold of me that Jesus had come. Um, to receive every nation under heaven, every people yeah. under heaven as his inheritance. And the father promised it to him. And I, I wanted for all my life to be involved in the inheritance of Jesus coming to him. Wow. We think so often about our inheritance that we have in Jesus. And of course yeah. we should rejoice. And we do rejoice in that. Yes. You and I can, yes. can, can preach six months on that theme. <laughs> but we, we, we rarely think about the inheritance that Jesus has in his people and in the nations. They're his wow. inheritance. And that just struck me early on, and it continues to strike me. So mm-hmm. when, I, when this opportunity came here, this call here was, can you help us think about 
um, how, how we plant churches globally. How do we train the next generation of leaders who will work globally for, mm-hmm. for the kingdom? And it's not, it's a PCA church, but it's not confined to PCA stuff. They're mm-hmm. really flying a big kingdom flag. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I was like, yeah, that's where I, that's, yeah, sure. David, so, that's so important. I think in this day and age, when so many things have been shaken worldwide, uh, when there's so much skepticism about institutions, what I think is beautiful about what you're saying, and and I see this in organizations like the Langham Partnership as well. Uh, yeah. There's just uh, like you said, a big kingdom flag. It's it's a it's a yeah. it, it's much bigger than this tiny little slice of of Nashville where the Village Chapel or Christ Community or any one of us local churches might be, but awesome that we get to be a part of this one, but, but it's also a part of something so much bigger and so much more beautiful and, and uh, glorious. Uh, well, you mentioned Langham and of course yeah. now we're going to start down a, a road on, on John Stott and Francis <laughs> Schaefer and Lazon and, and, uh, but it, right. So thank God for those guys. Uh, yes. But there's so much in this text and yeah. I, I will commend it to other people. Um, here, I'm going to give you three things why I think this text is so important. Of course, I'd have three things, right? Three points. Of course. You know, yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> you'll, you'll sing a, you and Kim sing a closing hymn for us. Okay. <laughs> here, here, here's one thing I found now that I'm just old is this Psalm's perpetual relevance. Why do the, mm. why do the nations rage? Yeah. You were just talking about how completely insane everything is right now. And it has been, and we're, we feel the weariness of that insanity, but we also know it's not the first time things have been completely That's turned right. upside down That's where right. everything that can be shaken is shaken. That's where well, this is not. Yeah. You know, you hear, I, I you hear people say this is unprecedented. It's not. Unprecedented. It's, ex- right. it's extremely precedented in fact. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so the rage of the nations and the upheaval of the world is actually <laughs> sung here, there's a lyric for that rage in mm. Psalm 2. Well, and yeah. the reason they're enraged is because they won't own Christ as king. Let us mm. cast his cords from us. We don't want anything to do with his reign and his rule. Wow. And there's this behind the scenes thing. And this is what I love, love, love about this song. In the middle of the chaos and the cray cray of everything that's going on in our world right now. Then there's this, and you know, apocalypse means, you know, an unveiling. So this is mm-hmm. an apocalyptic moment here. This veil gets pulled back. Mm-hmm. Get in on this conversation between the father and the son. So there, there's a few places in the Bible where that happens, but not many. Yeah. Just a few. And so he who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord will hold them in derision, and he will speak to him in his wrath and terrify them in his fury. Um, and so we hear what he says to the nations. My king is established on Zion. But then, then the king speaks and he says, I will tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, so Yahweh says to me. So now we get in on this ancient eternal conversation that's going on between two of the persons of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. That's the awesome. Father, the father and the son. So we, we don't get in on many of those conversations, right? right? But here's one we get in on. So we get to go behind the veil. We get a backstage pass here into this place of relational intimacy. So it's not only perpetually relevant, it's this relational intimacy between the father and the son. And he says, I want to remind you, I want to tell you my decree. So again, theologically, a decree is 
it's, not, it's, it's, it's even stronger than a promise. It's here is what shall, I have declared what shall come to pass. Mm-hmm. This is my decreed will. So we have the revealed will in scripture, but there's the decreed will, which is behind it and above it and beyond it, that when everything's going, we don't know why this is happening. Mm-hmm. We understand how God's working out his plan. So it has to do with his plan. So here's, I'm going to tell you the plan. I want you to ask me for all these questions nations that right now are in upheaval, that all the nations that are going crazy, everything in the world that's going nuts, you see all that? I want you to ask me to give those to you as your inheritance and the whole ends of the earth as your possession. I'll give those to you. So we get in on this conversation between the father and the son. And it's, and then the, the third reason I love this is because the early church prayed it. Mm. In Acts 4, when they were um, under tremendous pressure, the ancient church in Jerusalem was facing its really its first very, very serious opposition. Mm. As it was an exploding, burgeoning movement of the gospel, and they were feeling the pressure of the first persecution. They prayed Psalm 2. They prayed those. They said, Lord, the nations are in an uproar. But they came back to Psalm 2 all the time. Paul preached it. Mm-hmm. He said, the Lord said to me, you are my son today. I've begotten you. Mm. That's a reference to the resurrection, he said in Acts 13. So in Acts 13, in a sermon there, he says, that's the resurrection. So the womb is a tomb. Or the tomb, sorry, is a womb that mm-hmm. gives birth to new life in Jesus. Yeah, that's awesome. So every pressure we're facing, all the craziness in the world, everything, first of all, behind the scenes, Jesus is in charge. We forget that. And all this, all the, all the places in the world right now that are so desperately broken, wounded, they're going to be his. Hmm. They're going to be his. And we get the great privilege of being involved in that. And the resurrection 2000 years ago is the guarantee that ultimately that mission is going to be accomplished. Oh, yeah. I, I get a fair day thinking about this and going, I don't care how crazy it looks out there. Yeah. I know who's on the throne and I know that it's all going to come to him mm. because of the cross and because of the resurrection. Wow. So I'm wow. just blown away by this Psalm all the time. And that last line, David, blessed are all who take refuge in yeah. him. Um, your, your comments about the, you know, the decree, the, the certain thing that is going to happen in such an uncertain world that we live in, man, there's a place to take refuge is that here's his, he, he speaks with clarity, doesn't he? And with confidence because he's God. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So there we can rest. That's yeah. This is a song. And I think that's one of the things we, this is a song. We can sing in the storm. Yeah. In the midst of the rage, in the midst of the upheaval, we can we have a song. We have the lyric for this moment. Isn't that great? It's, it's the lyric of resurrection because Christ I, is king. Yeah. I think this is, as I recall, one of the most quoted psalms in the New Testament by New Testament authors, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. isn't it? It is. Uh, 67% of the text is quoted in the New Testament, and it's quoted repeatedly. I think Psalm 110 is the most quoted. Okay. Psalm 2 is right there in both 
both really go together. Psalm two and one ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, there's yeah, our refuge. Is... There's our there's peace for us today in the middle there of is. the rage and the crazy. <laughs> Christ yes. is king. Christ is king, and he's and all the nations are going to come to him. Oh, amen and hallelujah. Will you? Will you close us in a, in a word of prayer and incorporate yeah. perhaps some of these uh, amazing principles into that? I will. Thanks, Jim. Father, thank you. Thank you for your decree to mm. your beloved son. Thank you that you have promised the ends of the earth as his possession and that mm. he will rule them. Lord, right now we do see the nations enraged. We do see people trying to cast away your rule. And so, Lord, we pray for your mercy to meet that rebellion. And we pray for your spirit to be poured out where there is all of this antagonism and hostility. Mm. Lord, so much of that is all around us in our own neighborhoods, not just in some distant land, but right where we live. And we need your grace mm -hmm. to offer to others the refuge of your mercy and your love and your justice. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, help us to catch a fresh vision of the promise to the Son that everything will be given to him and to rest in that promise and to know not only that he reigns now, but that he will reign forever and that we are his his inheritance given to him by the father and nothing can ever take us out of his hand in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Pastor David Cassidy, Spanish river church, Boca Raton, Florida, formerly Christ community church right here in Franklin. And uh, I'm hoping that while you're back here in Franklin sometime soon, you and I are going to still catch up over coffee, but yeah. David, David, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast today. And I hope you'll come back and do it again soon. I'll look forward to it, Jim. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. See you folks. Thanks for listening to today's study. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with friends and family. You can stay connected by signing up for our newsletter or follow us on social media. At the Village Chapel, we believe God's Word is unique in its source, timeless in its truth, broad in its reach, and transforming in its power. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.